When the music fades And all is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it But it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Though I'm weak and I'm poor All I have is yours Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it, but it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. But it's all about you. It's all about you. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Mark. All right, folks. I'm glad Mark sang that song this morning. Thank you, Brother. The sermon outlines that we gave out this morning, I, 
the Lord has moved in my heart not to preach about that this morning, but to share with you one of my personal experiences around that song that you just sang. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he told the questioner and those that were around, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. There was a, a time many years ago now when I was in, uh, surrendered into the ministry and I was preaching in a church, I was pastoring there, had been pastoring there for three, four, five years, I can't remember exactly now. And I want to tell you what, I, I, was, I was tired. But let me tell you what was going on. I was teaching Sunday school, I was preaching, I was uh, teaching discipleship training and I was preaching and I was teaching on Wednesday night. I was also leading the, the music uh, for worship and with the choir and trimming the bushes outside, sweeping the sidewalk. Uh, I, was, I was occupied with a lot of things. And our youth group was getting together, and we were gonna, they were going to take a youth trip in the summer. Now, I didn't say this to Bridget or anybody else, but I was thinking to myself, I want to go on this trip just to get away and take a break. I want to I have some time away from everything, and I'm going to treat it kind of like a vacation because we had other chaperones, and, and I thought, I said, Bridget and myself, we'll, we'll be there, and we'll be able to just kind of help them a little bit along, and I'm just going to take it easy. And we, were, we went down to the coast, and we were actually in Florida, and uh, so we... We got down there, and we were going to go to the conferences, but we were staying right on the beach. And we went to the, the first night of the conference, and everything went great. And you know what? I was having a vacation. And the next day before the conference that evening, we went out after lunch, we went out to the, the, the beach and we started swimming. Now, there were five of us that were chaperones there, and we had eight or ten kids. Now, all of these kids, were, you know, there were several young men, and you know, all in the age from 13 to 17. And the part that I really didn't understand that well is that none of them could swim. And we, we waded out into the water, and we were, we were knee-deep, and then, you know, a little bit later, we were waist-deep, and, and we were out there just playing around, having a good time, and before you know it, there was what they called, I think, a riptide or something. Anyway, we had floated down the beach a ways, probably 100 yards or more from where we had went in. Didn't realize it. So whenever all of us that were, you know, chest-deep, waist-deep in the water... We started coming toward the bank because we were out away from the, uh, the edge of the water for a good bit. And when we started back, there was a hole that had washed out that was eight or ten feet deep. So everybody hit this hole about the same time as they were coming in from, 
from swimming toward the beach. Let me shorten the story just a little bit. One of our youth almost drowned that day. He ended up in the hospital, praise God, that it wasn't more serious than that. But there were so many instances during that 10 to 15 minutes, ever how long it took before we actually got help and got an ambulance there, that everything could have gone wrong. This young man ended up in the hospital. on my vacation because I wasn't serious about what we were doing I was there to have a good time I praise the Lord that as we were in the ambulance the young man had been taken off the beach on the stretcher and, and uh, on a not whatever it is that they use in the ambulance. All right, I, I, I think of a when I say a stretcher, I'm I'm thinking funeral home stuff, but it wasn't that. All right, but they put him in the ambulance. I was in the back with him, and Bridget was sitting in the front seat. We were going to ride with them to the hospital. My wife prayed to accept Christ as her Lord and Savior in the front seat of that ambulance. And I was a preacher. She told me about it. You know, I'm ashamed to say I didn't thank God for that. Because I thought, first thought I had in my brain was, what is the church going to say when they find out the preacher's wife wasn't saved? I, we went to the hospital and we stayed the night there with the young man and the next night we went to we got back together we went instead of to the conference we went back down to the beach and because we were all broken we went back down to the beach and we gathered up there and, and I couldn't speak the Lord prevented that and my wife sat right there among those kids and those other chaperones, and she gave her testimony. She said, years ago, I made a profession of faith because I knew I was supposed to join the church. I knew that's what I was supposed to do. She said, but I didn't give my life to Christ. It was just what I was supposed to do. And she told those kids, tonight or last night, I was saved. God showed me, had been showing me all along that I was lost and I didn't want to listen to him. And she told those kids that she was saved. The young man that almost drowned gave his life back to the Lord because he said, I've been worshiping everything else but God. I want to be serious about it now. So, he submitted his life. He had been saved, but he submitted his life to the Lord at that time. Two of our chaperones, grown men, said, I've been playing the same game, and God's been telling me the same thing, that I'm lost. 
They accepted Christ on the beach that night. The following night, we went back to the conference. Brother Mark, guess what they sang? I'm coming back to the heart of worship because it's all about him. See, what I had done, I made it all about me. I had been working so hard in the church, doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do, but I was doing it for me more than I was doing it for him. And when they sang that song, it broke my heart. And it told me all those other things that I had made it were no good. They were passing away. They, wouldn't, they weren't worth anything. And I told the, the Lord that night while they were singing that song, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I don't care what the cost is. I don't care about what people will say. came back to our church and you know how it is when you come back from a youth trip you're you're on a spiritual high and you come back to the church and there's several buckets of cold water that are sitting in the church that want to kind of calm everything down but guess what God wouldn't allow it because three adults had been saved one of the youth had rededicated his life to the Lord and the pastor came back on fire. So when I shared this story with the church and preached from God's word about coming back to God, he saved four more in the church that day. We had a baptismal service a couple of weeks later. Seven people were baptized. The, the mother and really the matriarch of the church was saved. She came and she says, you know, I've prayed prayers and I've been in church all my life, but I don't know if I'm saved. And I said, well, you can know when you leave. Because all you have to do is tell Jesus you need him and you want to follow him for the rest of your life. And she says, I want to do that. One of the young men that was saved that was a chaperone, that was his mother. One of the, the young men that was a chaperone, was his, that was his grandmother. And even later on, 88-year-old mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, probably even great-great-grandmother by that time. She called me to her bedside one night, and she said, you know, I, I don't know if I'm saved. Had been baptized as a teenager, had been following the Lord or, or serving the Lord in churches, all, I mean, just all her life. And she says, you know what, I want to know. And she prayed to accept Christ in her bed that night. The next Sunday morning, I had those young men that were just saved 
carry her into the baptismal where she could be baptized. Here's the point of all this. I love church. I love church things. I love preaching the Word of God, teaching the Word of God. I love all the activities that we do, but when we get things out of order, when we forget that God's number one, when we forget that we've got to worship and serve Him, everything goes wrong. But when you come back where it's just you and God, and you say, God, I'm sorry. I don't want it to be this way anymore. I want to be saved. I want to know. I want to have the assurance of my salvation. I want to rejoice in the thought of going to heaven. And Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's the first and greatest commandment. But we make it about all those other things. And we get it wrong. And there's got to be a time where there's a correction. There's got to be a time for us who walk with the Lord to be rebuked if we're not walking right and to be drawn back to Him in the heart of worship. But those who are not walking with the Lord, who haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, you've got to have a birthday. You've got to have a time where you give yourself to the Lord. You've been born naturally. You need to be born supernaturally. You've been born in the physical. You need to be born in the spiritual. And the only way, Jesus said, He is the door. No one comes into the Father but by Him, through Him. Why are we here today? We're here to worship Him. It's not about all this other stuff. It's about us standing before the King of the universe and saying, I love you enough to put all this other stuff aside and worship just you. And if it was just me and you, you know my heart. You know where I stand with you. This morning, I believe with all my heart, we need to come back to the heart of worship. We need to stop and be centered on Him and ask Him to take us and make us what He wants us to be. And when we do that, you see, He will draw us back into that heart of worship. And it won't be about all the other things. I was about to say I'm sorry we didn't go the other way, but no, I'm not, because I think God did this. I know God did this. This morning, we're not going to play the piano. We're just going to say, if you want to come back to the heart of worship, the altar's open. If you want to bow before him and worship him truly, spirit and in truth, you can come to the altar. You can pray where, right where you are, and that's wonderful, that's great. But the altar is open for those prayers. For prayers of repentance, asking God to forgive you and accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. For prayers for 
coming back into the heart of worship, saying, I'm sorry, God, I, I've made it about other things, but I want to walk with you more closely. But also praying for others, as the Lord would lay on your heart. So this morning, it's just us and God. All, everything outside of these walls right now, you know, those are secondary things. The most important thing right now is you and God. Because one day, we will stand before Him and when it will be just us and Him. Nothing else is going to matter. Are you ready for that day? You know, one of the Old Testament prophets says, prepare to meet thy God. Today, let's come back to the heart of worship. Let's come back and serve the one true God. Let's not make it about all these other things. Let's just stop not focusing on anybody else, but listening to what he would say this morning. Let me pray and we'll issue an invitation. God, you are almighty. That means not only have you created us, but you right now know us full well. You know where we are where we've been, where we're going. Lord, I ask right now that you will draw us to yourself. Your word says that if we draw near to you, that you will draw near to us. And we desire that this morning right here in this place. Not worrying about music, not worrying about singing, not worrying about anything else but our relationship with you and seeking to make that right. Father, I bow before you and ask you to forgive me. You accomplish your purpose this morning, Father, in your invitation. May you move among us. And all those who desire you, all those whom you are calling, will you give them the strength to come? Will you help them to enter into the heart of worship. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you will, just stay seated. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. Now, this morning, maybe you want to come back to the heart of worship. Maybe you have strayed away from God and, and made it about other things. Whatever the Lord's laid on your heart, this morning the altar is open for you. I just ask you to, to stand up and come. This morning, maybe you haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior this morning. You haven't been born again. Do you know that God loves you and He's calling you right now for salvation? He wants you to know Him and how good He is. Would you come? I know it's the hardest thing in the world to do because the devil wants you to stay right where you are. But all you have to do is stand up, get in one of these aisles and come down here and say, I need Jesus. This morning also, God may have put somebody on your heart that you need to pray for. And whatever that is, whoever that is, would you pray for them? You can do it right there in the pew where you're sitting, or you can come to the altar and pray. 
this morning there may be something else on your heart as well. Whatever the Lord has laid on you, you come. This is, this is our invitation time. This is our opportunity to focus on God. Would you do it? I know we've got a lot of, a lot of folks here at the altar. Praise God for that. Maybe you want to just come and stand, or maybe you want to stand where you are. Maybe you want to pray where you are. That's wonderful. That's great. Whatever God has put on your heart this morning, do that. Delayed obedience is an immediate disobedience. So if the Lord's calling you, whatever he said, you just follow him. You'll never go wrong following him. I know in the last few weeks we've had families to come and join our church, move their membership. If that's on your heart this morning, you can come. You know we're going to love you. You know we're going to accept you. Whatever the Lord's laid on your heart, you do that. Let me say this, God is good all the time. When we're repentant, when we, we ask him to, he draws us back to, our, to himself. He brings us to himself. I had been contemplating sharing that story for some time now, sharing that testimony. And as Mark was singing that song this morning, it just it hit me. And the Lord was saying, leave that other message right there. Come back to it some other time. But this is what needs to be done this morning. Church, let's come back to the heart of worship. If you haven't, if, if, you, if you didn't come and respond at the altar, but you did where you are, wonderful, great. But I also want you to know that the invitation has not stopped. Anytime, after the service, this afternoon, whenever, if you want to talk to me about any of these things that we've talked about this morning, just let me know. I'll come to your side. We'll talk. We'll praise the Lord, and, and hopefully, prayerfully, the Lord will bring you back to the heart of worship. Let's stand, if you will. We're going to have a word of prayer. And we'll be dismissed this morning. Brother Jacob, would you mind dismissing us in prayer, please?